0: so this is the modern savvy cpa coming to you with a new series that i'm going to be starting it is going to be how to navigate the world of financial literacy and i'm going to be breaking it down into 10 different parts um, today we're going to summarize each in i'm going to summarize the first five and then i will summarize the the next five and then within the next few weeks we are going to address each one of them in depth and we are even going to bring a few different experts and t- on the topics of each one of these to dig a little deeper to answer the questions that you need to understand and the things that you need to look at. So I know that navigating the world of finances, personal finances, is a super confusing thing to do. You know, to get started, unfortunately, most people aren't Thought finances in school. They're not even thought finances as home. Um, it is a topic that it's definitely not something that we speak freely about, or we're open to talk about it. A lot of times if we are having financial issues or it, it's just because we lack knowledge, it is not because it's something that we, um, we're, we're, you know, we're being lazy about or things like that, but being financial literate, Being financial lit is something that you have to take charge of. You have to make the decision to want to understand it you know you want to you you're in charge of taking charge your responsibility is taking charge of it you know learning these things are going to be what puts you on the board to be comfortable with with your money to take you know so to, to 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 be in charge of what it is so you don't need to know like i just said to one of my clients the other day that was asking me questions on how you pick um how do you feel about um business people understanding their finances and things like that. And my uh, my quote to her was, and I don't know where I got this from, is you don't need to be knee deep in the mud when it comes to financial liber- literacy, but you always have to have a little mud from each bucket on your shoe, which means you need to understand the overall enough to know what you're doing and that you need to hire the right person to help you navigate through it. So so let's get started so my number one number one top part topic here is going to be budgeting so budgeting is a filthy word for many people you to me what budgeting means is you take control of your money your money your decisions whatever you're spending it on you cannot be uncomfortable even if it's, it's something extravagant, you have to be comfortable with what you're spending your money on. So if you're going to buy expensive furniture, don't complain about it later. M- make a conscious decision. So budgeting, it's about money consciousness. So you need to be conscious. You need to, You need to understand the most fundamental things about finances is understanding your budget. So, what do I mean by budget? Keep in mind, budget budgeting. There is no perfection in budgeting. It is just a review of your of what you have, your progress, your implementation. Um, initially, you are going to struggle with it, but you know you need to stay committed, stay on the course, and get better. So, to me, budgeting is not about picking up. You know one way of doing things and it's my way or the highway or one you you work with whatever works for you you know budgeting is there's no necessarily white right way of doing it so instead of trying to find the right way you need to find a way that works for you i'm going to tell you the different the different budget methods and I, then i'm going to tell you the ones that i prefer so you know I'll, so i'll tell you the popular ones out there but then i'll definitely tell you the ones that i prefer so Um, we'll we'll start with the first method of budgeting. The first method of budgeting is called the 50-30-20. So the 50 is, you know, budgeting on your needs, like housing, insurance, transportation. 30 is, you know, on your wants, where is shopping, traveling, you know, more about that. And 20 is savings and debt. So this budget system is popular, but, you know, likely or not, it's not ideal for people with significant debt to pay off so you might want to think about that then there's the zero based budgeting which 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 just basically means that you use this budget method you use you know spending whatever you bring in is how you allocate your budget to the categories so you're left with zero at the end that doesn't necessarily mean you're left with zero to save because the savings is included as part of your budget so that's a line item paying off your debt and saving is a line item so that's a, one way. You bring in a hundred percent. You allocate a hundred percent. So that's what zero zero-based bud, budgeting is. Um, there's also if this this other budgeting method works for people who have debt to pay off. So it's it's about paying yourself first. So this budget method. Um, is known as reverse budgeting, where you use this method to figure out how much you want to pay yourself each month, m- meaning how much you want to put towards savings and debt first, and then you know you have the rest to to to, to spend and um, figure out how to work that. Then there's the envelope system. With the envelope system, um, you can use this in conjunction with other bud- budget method. This this strategy you have with where you have an envelope categorizing for each category that you have and you put your cash in that envelope and um, you spend that every month and when the envelope is em- empty you're done spending in that category uh, so th- that's that's uh, also a method of working so then the the last kind of um, Popular budget method and the and the one that I prefer the most is the budget apps. So my take on budgeting is not is you start a budget by tracking your spending. If you don't know what you're spending your money on, then you can't take control over your money. So if you're if you are asking yourself where your money went at the end. That's, not, that's your first problem right there. Even if you're overindulging, you should know what you're spending your money on. If you're overindulging on coffee, furniture, travel, you need to know. So you need to track that. And then you make conscious decisions is, do I want to spend this money on travel? Do I want to reallocate this money to something else? There's there's a bunch of apps that I, I totally believe, this is the 21st century, so you need to, we use technology, technology is our friend. So we want to be able to use technology because time is of the essence. And time is one of the most expensive things. When it comes to not just the money that you're spending with your time, or it's just something that you're less time, more time you have to spend doing envelopes or writing things down and things like that, then the less time you have to really enjoy life and spend time with your kids or whatever it is that you want to do. So the easiest thing for me is is to tell you is to use one of the budget apps. You know, you can use any of the budget apps out there. There's Mint, there's, you know, you need a budget, personal capital, everyday dollar, um, your bank apps. You could use a spreadsheet. I personally use Quicken. So, there are many different ways that you can track your spending. So, it and with the apps is the easiest and it is the fastest way less time-consuming way for you to tackle your budgeting. So that is the one I prefer. So we will go more into depth when it comes to budgeting. The number two thing that we are going to be talking about in this series um, that we're going to touch on today but go into in-depth detail on is debt. So debt in today's society. Okay, data shows that consumer debt is more than $15 trillion in recent times. So average consumer owes about a hundred thousand dollars in debt. So there are different kinds of debt. So there's revolving debt and non-revolving debt. So everyday debt is either non every debt is either non-revolving or revolving. So what you need to understand is you know, what what your debt is, what kind of debt you have. You need to, you know, you need to understand what a revolving debt is. Revolving, non-revolving debt is things like your mortgage, which you borrow, or your car loan, your student loan, your personal loans, um, which is one set amount, one lump sum, and then you're paying on that debt for a certain amount of time. Then there's secure debt and unsecured debt. So secure debt is debt that is that has a collateral or an asset to the lender to use. The number one debt that I would say that is a secured debt is your mortgage. It's secured by your house. Your car loan is secured by your car. So, you know, those are examples of secured debt. So then there, you know, understanding your debt is one of the most important thing that you need to understand. For each debt, you should know the following. You should know the total amount of the balance. You should know the interest rate of that debt that you're paying, the monthly payment, and the estimated payoff date. And estimated payoff amount so when you're looking at your budget or you're looking at your finances um, on a monthly quarterly semi semi-annual yearly basis you, you need to know how much you have left so you know how much you're paying off that once you understand your debt you can start paying it off um, with in different ways. Now, if you have credit card debt, which I do not believe in at all, I believe in credit cards. I just don't believe in credit card debt. We are going to discuss that later. So there's different ways to handle credit card debt. So that brings us to our third topic. Our third topic is credit. Now, debt and credit are two different things. So Although they're related to each other, I put them in two separate categories because there's a few things that we need to talk about when it comes to credit. Credit refers to your ability to borrow. So um, we in America, in third world countries, borrowing is not as accessible as us, as it is in first world countries. So one of the things about my immigrant family is we're able to come here and buy a house in most third world countries you can't borrow to buy a house you have to have all the money before you can get get something so people are stuck in that level they're never able to move up and 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 do parts of their budget so one of the best things in Amer- in america in my opinion is credit which is your ability to borrow understand what credit is credit is the ability to borrow so you know you want to make sure that you understand what that is and and that is a gift credit is 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 like a license you know so when you have a car license or a gun license or any type of license there come responsibilities with it so you know i think of credit as a license so my credit report is is a picture of my license to, cre- to credit. So that goes on to what the one more thing that you need to look at, credit report. Your credit report is a full list of all your current, past, everything, uh, your monthly payments, your negative collections things, bankruptcy if you filed, everything that's going on in your credit since the beginning of your time. starting credit is there so um also they might have your employment history so this is what lenders use to decide if they want to lend you money or not so one of the things i also believe in is spending other people's money so i can you know, benefit from that is benefit from spending other people's money. So this is the way you do it is through credit. So one of the things that you need to make sure is that your credit report is babysat, you babysit your credit, you check your credit report, you understand what's on there, you know what's happening there. And that then it comes to your credit score, your credit score is the number between 300 and 850. That's the essential number rating. Which tells the snapshot of your responsibility for your debt. So here is how your credit score falls poor, it, it falls between poor and excellent. So depending on how responsible you are with your credit license, then That will depend. So if you're not responsible, you'll be more towards the end part of it. If you're very responsible, you can be up in the seven, eight hundreds, and then you will get the lowest interest rate on a loan, on a mortgage. You will get lowest interest rate on a car loan and anytime you want to borrow credit because you are credit worthy. So you have to have a credit history to be credit worthy. I cannot stress the importance of a credit score and a credit report. It is one of the most important things in your credit toolbox, credit, in your financial toolbox. Credit is the one, one of the most important things in your financial toolbox. So you know, I'll give you an example. When my dad moved to this country, he is an immigrant, so he believed in paying for everything cash. He paid for everything cash, so one day he wants to get a car. He wants to get a car, but he wants to get a nice car so he can budget in, um, paying a car paying Payment with the car. Guess what? He could not get a car for a good interest rate. They were charging him usury interest rate because he was in his 30s and he had no credit. So no credit is also a bad thing. So he had to pay a very high interest rate to start getting credit and kind of realize what it is. So a good score can literally make or break you in terms of your payment. It can be thousands of dollars hundreds of dollars within time, tens of thousands of dollars within your lifetime when it comes to credit worthy. yes. So you need to remember that credit is a license and we will discuss that further later on when we go in depth with credit. The fourth thing you need to look at is insurance. So unfortunately, this is not one of my favorite topics. Insurance is a large part of all of our budgets, but we need to make sure that we have insurance as an emergency just in case, it, you know, we are glad to have insurance when something happens. In general, buying insurance involved, it involved paying another company a monthly premium to cover the liabilities for an emergency. So there are different types of insurance, health insurance insurance. It has become one of the most costly things for us lately and um, definitely um, a, a large part of our financial responsibility. Homeowner's insurance and renter's insurance. Down here in South Florida, homeowner's insurance is crazy. We definitely need to do something about it. We have auto insurance, life insurance, disability insurance. Some of these things can also be um, offered by your job, so you definitely need to look into that. There are instances where I definitely believe you need life insurance. insurance and then there's instances where i believe you might need like life insurance we'll definitely go in depth about that the fifth thing we're going to talk about um to round off this half of this of this podcast is savings so You know, savings, it comes also in different facets of things. So the first savings I think that you need to have is an emergency fund. You know, having an emergency fund helps you to cover unforeseen expenses. So you want to make sure that you have... You know, uh, 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 typically I would say six months worth of expenses saved up in an emergency fund just in case, in case you lose your job, in case you get sick, in case something happens, you know, so you definitely want to have that security. So an emergency fund is kind of like insurance that you're paying into um, in, in an account. So it's another kind of insurance. Uh, So, you know, there are different types of savings. So emergency funds is one. Then we can talk about different things. So there's goal savings where it might be a dream vacation or, you know, a nice car that you might want to buy. Those are also part of your goal savings. Um, In one of my prior videos, you heard me talk about um, your goals Um, Your pot pots with your goals, your goals, your goal pots. So, you know, you have different pots for different things. There's also one of the big ones that I need. We talk about is down payment on your home. You know, you need that's definitely wants to be needs to be one of your your savings goals. So there's no magic secret number for all these things. These are things that are up to you. These are conscious decisions you take control of when you are in control of your finance and your money. You know, so when it comes to savings, the big goal is the best way to reach where you want to go. You want to divide that by the amount of, um, of what you want to save and then by month to reach that certain goal. So if you have a timeline on your goal for your savings, that's how you would do it. You would say $10,000 divided by 12 months. What is that I'm trying to save for, um, you know, that vacation? So I need this much money each month to put in that pot and trust me make sure you have a pot for it don't mix your pots up because when you do that it gets confusing and then you tend to think that you have more than you do, you you don't but you know you need to make sure you specify your pot so that's our first five topics on um, the things that we want to talk about, financial literacy and financial wellness. Um, we're definitely going to round it out with the other five topics that we're going to talk about. On the next half of this, we're going to be talking about the next five topics. So Sharon, the Modern Savvy CPA, and this is the end of my first video.